welcome to the weekly podcast recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. Wow, so let's just have a drink tonight. (laughs) Yeah, let's drink of his living water. We drink of your living water tonight, King Jesus. Holy Spirit, come do what only you can do. We drink of you this evening. However you feel comfortable drinking, find yourself in that position tonight. If you feel like you wanna get on the floor, that's awesome. If you wanna stand up, if you wanna stay where you are, please just be yourself tonight because I really feel like God is just, it's, this is interactive preaching tonight. I felt like I'm saying that, so don't get comfy. We're all participating. Tonight, we're going to keep, our, keep ourselves warm, have a dance, rock and roll, and encounter Christ, <laughs> God himself, amen. I sense that I should share this dream with you tonight, and um, when I was 17 years old, and I, I've probably, I'm sure I've shared it here before, but I, the Father reminded me of it again, and tonight actually, um, this afternoon, and Uh, When I was 17 years old, I had the amazing opportunity to spend some time at the Justice House of Prayer in Washington, D.C., and kind of just pray night and day and on on like eight-hour shift, and it's magnificent and beautiful, and but at the time, I was still in high school. I was in year 12, and it was term three, and anyone who knows year 12 and term three, that's like the big one right, and the one that it's good to be a part of, good to hear what's going on, good to be in class. For our southern friends, term three is the big one. And like, thanks, yeah. And I was missing school basically to be there. I spent some, it was over my holidays and school time when my parents had said to me, oh, I had said, look, I'd really love to go. My, one of my older sisters was going and I just wanted to tag along really not knowing what I was getting myself into. <laughs> but just felt this call to go and my parents are so wise and wonderful and just said, yeah, I think that's really not a great decision for your study right now, which you totally get, right? And to, like me, I just love holidays. Like any opportunity for a holiday, I was up for. So like Sarah, like go to school. <laughs> You're always done, go to school. But I really felt this call to go, so I just said, okay, that's fine. And just, but it wouldn't leave me alone. So I just prayed and, and sat on it for about three days. And then mom came into my room one morning and she said, you know what? I really feel like you're meant to go. I thought, ooh, goody. So off I trot with Susie, found myself in Washington, D.C. And after about f- five weeks, it was time to come home. And I still had no idea what I was getting myself into, you know, or what was going on, but just my whole world was just being rocked by the presence of God and by his love and encounter and being in community with others. And the last night I was there, I had this magnificent dream. And in the dream, as we like to say, had a dream. And in the dream, I was at school and I was in the classroom with my drama teacher, my favorite subject, with my favorite teacher. And she was saying, you know, telling me all the things that I'd missed out on, all the classes, the musical, you weren't here for this, you weren't here for that. It would have been really good to have you a part of what was happening here. And so she was just kind of laying it on, and I just stood there, like, just taking it, like, okay, okay, yeah, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she turned and walked away to walk out of the door. And then she stopped before she left and turned around. She looked at me and she asked me this. Did you find what you were created for? And I woke up immediately after that and my whole body was flooded with his presence. And in that moment, I knew that I knew that I knew that I was created to know God and to make his name known in the earth. Guess what? That's true about you as well. You were so made (laughs) for more than just a world void of knowing him in intimacy. 
for having a concept of God, but not a real understanding of his nature and character. He paid the highest price so that you could know him in friendship and in fellowship. So he could know God. So he could truly know him. You guys, it's God. And Christ in you doesn't know how to do ineffective. And Christ in you doesn't know how to do unempowered. And Christ in you doesn't know how to do discouraged. Oh. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And we're invited in this season to know him in intimacy. Do whatever you can to have him. Do whatever it takes to know him. Get creative. <laughs> Get out before the kids. Lord, help me. But I've discovered that. That's why mom used to always be up before us. <laughs> I discovered in the past couple of weeks. So we're created to know him, to commune with him, to be in fellowship with him, recognizing that there's no separation between us and him. That Jesus paid a price for us to be one as he and the Father are one. That the world would know that he sent Jesus. I felt like in this season that it's twofold. I was like, Lord, what's the purpose of intimacy in this hour? Because he's just turning it up. I don't know, has anyone else been feeling this? Yeah, okay, everyone's like, yeah. Like this call to know him, this call to devotion. <laughs> Guess what we're doing tonight? Gonna get to know him, right? Because it's what you were created for. For me, it's like, it is, it's a piece of heaven. It's heaven, we get to know God. It's what we were created for. You're compatible with him. So beautiful. So it's twofold, I felt like him saying in this season. It's for the restoration of our souls, firstly, and it's for power from on high. the restoration of our souls so we can carry the power <laughs> from on high. The thing about intimacy is that it's wonderful for us to be in fellowship and communion with God, first and foremost. But then others around us get to reap the benefits of it, don't they? They get to reap the reward of our fellowship. They get to reap the reward of our intimacy. What a privilege. The city gets to reap the reward of what we entered into in worship tonight. Wow, isn't that wild? You're shifting things in the spirit, changing things in the earth. And then this kingdom is unlocked and advances everywhere we go. It's a good day to be alive. <sighs> Psalm 84:4. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. That's verse three. Verse four, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose heart hath been set on God. One of the translations says, whose heart has been sent on pilgrimage. A lifelong journey <laughs> set on knowing God. This my first and final pursuit. to know God. He's my first and final thought of every day. Be found in his presence when we awake. Found in his presence as we go to sleep. And in the night, our spirit's communing with God. Our lifelong pursuit of intimacy, of the glory of God. So we boldly declare, as Pastor Mark would say, that I know God and I'm getting to know him.
<laughs> I know God, and I'm getting to know him. My little brother used to pray at family devotions every morning for like 15 years. Jesus, I pray that we would get to know you better. Every day. And, you know, at five it was cute, at 10 it was annoying, and at 15 it was revelatory. <laughs> yes, that I'd know you better, that I'd know you in ever-increasing ways, that understand the way you move. They talk about the ballet dancers in New York City, and there's lots of schools of ballet there, right? It's beautiful, Juilliard and American Ballet Company and others. And they say that you can tell what school a dancer goes to by the way they walk. They can tell what kingdom you're of by the way you move, by the way you live, by the way you walk. He rubs off on you as a fragrance, <laughs> as a fragrance, Holy Spirit. Casey, can you stand, please? Yep. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's a fragrance. Casey, okay, so if, if this resonates with you, that is your heart bears witness, this word I'm about to release, you can just take it. I felt, Casey, that the Holy Spirit said that there is a fragrance that has come from your offering of your life laid down. And your sacrifice has become a sweet-smelling aroma to the Father. And even what it's costing you to be here, because you're from Victoria, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I sense like God is saying that I've seen your sacrifice and it's pleasing to me. And I actually feel like there's a measure of the prophetic that you're beginning. Can you come here quick? I feel like there's a measure of the prophetic that you're beginning to move in into in, an increasing way. And I feel like you've actually de desired it. Come here so the people can see you and celebrate you. I feel like it's something you've desired and looked into. In the last two weeks, we've parked. You parked behind me, and tonight I park behind you. And I felt like God is saying that he's opening up the prophetic to you. And I feel like the dream of God, in, even in your heart, has been to move in this way. And I just feel like God is even saying that he's opening like a prophetic ministry up to you in Jesus' name. And I actually feel like it's gonna be look different, look different. And, and I even see like you're like, God, if I do this, I wanna do it different. I wanna do it. You already know what I'm gonna say. Thank you, Lord. I feel like I'm saying that, yeah, you've said to the Father, if I'm gonna do this, I wanna do it different. And I hear God saying that it's my good pleasure to give you the desires of your heart. And I see like this wild sort of band of creative ones coming in close behind you and even people who have been in the new age being attracted to you. And I actually see him giving you a ministry unto them, a ministry unto them. And I hear him saying, it's because of the way you walk. <laughs> There's something about the way you walk that is so gonna attract people unto you and unto Jesus himself. And so God, we thank you for that fire of intimacy that you've cultivated. I even feel like you could get up and teach us about this. Well, I thank you, Lord, for that place of intimacy that she's so cultivated with you. Father, would you reward what has been done in secret? Would you reward what has been done in secret? Lord, I thank you for your fire. Fire for the nations. Fire for the tribes, God. Fire for the wild ones. Fire for the wild ones. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. <laughs> I hear him saying that you're untamable, and he loves that about you. Ooh, and there's ones that are gonna be reached by the radical, oh, unafraid <laughs> fire of God that you carry. So we thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. <clears throat> so there's an invitation tonight into an ease of everyday intimacy with God, with knowing him. It's easy. It's fun to walk with Jesus. It's child's play. <laughs> I turned 30 this year. Thank you. I'm officially an adult, I decided. And I never mind the marriage and two children and things like that. I'm officially an adult now. 
And on my 30th birthday, when I was having these thoughts in the morning, the father said to me, you're growing up into childhood. You're growing up into childhood. And the, what I love about the kingdom is that it's for the little children, isn't it? It's not necessarily for the learned or the highly intelligent, although I love all those people. We love those. And there's nothing wrong with learning. I'm so for learning. But none of that qualifies us. We're qualified as children that just want to spend time with our father because he's the best dad ever. I can't get enough. I can't get enough of him. And as you cultivate intimacy with him, as you cultivate time with him, as you cultivate and practice leaning into him, he's wildly addictive. And you'll become wildly fruitful. Because in all your ways, you'll acknowledge him. Which just means doing everyday life with him. And it's his presence that restores our souls. It's his presence that brings life to us. It's his presence that makes us new. Makes us shiny. <laughs> makes us bright ones. Little ones aren't afraid about getting in your face, getting in the way, getting messy, having a good time. They're just up for a party all the time. Especially my Lucy. She just, honestly, the girl just always wants to party. She says it to me. She wanted to come tonight so she could have a party with Didi. Is that nothing? I come with you to party with Didi. She's two. And we were here at School and the Prophets on Monday night and she announced to the room, we're going to have a dance party. I'm like, where does she get this stuff? Well, probably because we dance party every day. But we're going to have a dance party. And so we decided that we should. And there's just something about just little children that just love to have a good time. We get to know him, we get to find out that he's perhaps not as serious as we once thought he was. He's serious about you. He's serious about the ones he loves. But you're made for pleasure. You're made for fun. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I reckon that the kingdom is the happiest place on earth. And that the Father is always wanting to show himself good and kind and loving and real. Hide and seek is my favorite game with him. It's the glory of God to hide a matter and the glory of kings to search it out. He hides so we can search him out in intimacy and know him. And let his presence transform and change us. Have you noticed it's really hard to say no to a child? Become childlike. Childlike with that in our, not childish, hear me. Not childish, childlike. You're childlike and humble. People won't mind if you let them know what their father thinks of them. And bring a word of encouragement to someone, wherever it may be. It's lots of fun. Anyway, I digress. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. So we're talking about the restoration of our souls. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I sense tonight that the Father actually wants to minister rest to our souls you have felt burdened recently, just wherever you are, just raise your hand, because I actually feel like the Father is going to minister even now to you. Holy Spirit, thank you, God. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you're our burden bearer. Wow, and I, I'm just reminded of 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. 
I'd invite you even now just to picture yourself taking like a backpack off and of your concerns, of your worries, of any heaviness, any thoughts that have been weighing you down. Take off that backpack and put it onto Jesus. He's our burden bearer. You put it onto him. And if you feel it creeping back onto your shoulders, pick it up and put it back on him. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. He's humble in heart. He says, come and learn from me. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would teach us how, how to let you carry things for us. I even hear him saying, you're not being irresponsible. I feel like there are people at the time who are like, if I give it to you, then I'm not working it out. And he said, exactly. Let me work it out for you. Let me look after it for you. I thank you for that, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you administer to every heart, Lord. Wow, even every heart, any hearts that feel broken tonight, God, I thank you, Lord, that you don't just mend or restore, but you promise to give us new hearts, God. So I thank you for that ease of living. I hear him saying you were designed for easy living. Easy living. Life in the kingdom is easy living because Jesus carries our burdens for us. It doesn't mean we don't ever have a difficult thing come at us or a burden. It just means that we're not meant to carry it. He carries it for us. I want to encourage you. Feel free to do that anytime. I do it. If I feel like my, myself being weighed down by something, I go, Holy Spirit, what is actually, what's troubling my heart? Would you show me? And then I practice taking it off like a backpack and putting it onto Jesus. It works really well. And then if I feel it coming back, surrender it again and put it onto Jesus because he promised to carry it for me. It's not my job to work it all out, get it all together the right way. I just get to know him and let him Worry about the difficult things. Little kids don't worry about tough stuff. They just play all day. They literally play all day. <laughs> From one thing to the next. Life with Jesus is an adventure. Your workplace, what does that look like? Life with Jesus all day, every day. Communion with God. Come on, you are, even in your workplace, you were made to know him. He's not void of our everyday life. He's the center and circumference of everything that we do. Amen. I got a hallelujah. I got a silent hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. What does it look like when you're at work and you're just getting totally rocked by the love of God? It looks wild. It's fun. But then people encounter you while you're on the bus and the life of God just spills out of you. I never considered myself like a quote unquote evangelist, but I just fell in love with God. <laughs> and it's impossible just not to fall in love with people and to love what he loves and just let him spill out of you everywhere you go. It's as easy as that. You just be yourself. Just be yourself alive with the life of God within you because you've encountered him in intimacy. You've encountered him in the secret place. You've gone after him. Whatever it takes, whatever it looks like, God, I have to have you. I have to know you. I have to know you. Why would I just like... <laughs> You're gonna get to know me now. Why would I just take like a small spoonful of ice cream when he's given me the bucket. <laughs> when it's all available to me. The more you eat, the hungrier you get in the kingdom. So develop an appetite for the divine things through intimacy, through knowing God. When we choose him, in the midst 
of a generation that offers so many options. We choose him again and again and again. And we recognize, hang on, what does my spirit actually crave? As, as Pastor Catherine would say. If I feel myself in need, it's because I actually haven't met that's not being met, fulfilled in, by him. If I feel a deficiency, I'm not gonna be filled up by watching a movie and eating more chocolate. My spirit's actually created to know God and that fulfills the need. If we understand this, we have no problem with addiction or a vice to make us feel okay. So we recognize, hang on, he's actually the need. He's the answer to the need of my heart. And even if it feels like a physical need, it's actually taking the time to recognize what does my spirit actually crave in this moment? And so then I don't actually need anything from anybody else. I don't need anything from the world. I don't need to eat the whole bucket because my needs are being met by him. My need for company, my need for love, my need for encouragement, they're all real needs, but they're designed to be met by God. And he meets them better than any pizza and any relationship and any, like, Puppy dog, like, honestly. <laughs> might meet your need momentarily, but it won't actually provide a long-term solution. We know that. Or lasting fulfillment. Only fulfillment comes through Jesus Christ. And then, and it's who you were created for. I'm doing a lot of these ones tonight. Oh. <laughs> Fine, yeah, I mean business. Thank you, Cliff. Finding what we're created for. Ah, I'm leaning in. That's why it's leaning in. It's actually a bit of a dance. It's like Jesus. We lean in in intimacy and then we lean out. It's beautiful. It's like a dance. And then we lean out, touch the world, come back. Lean forward, lean out. As Leif Hetland would say, right. Lean. Anyway, I won't sing for you. Lean forward, lean out. <laughs> Come to the academy and I will sing for you, right, guys? Yes, I know. We get a song on on Wednesdays. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so when your soul, your internal world is at rest, is at peace, then you're able to focus on him and focus on others when we're not self-absorbed because we're always trying to meet a need that can't actually be met, we're never actually able to meet the needs of others or be concerned with others because we're so concerned with getting ourselves right and getting things fixed and being okay and I'm not okay and I need to be okay. Well, while you're busy being not okay over here, someone over here is in real need and you have the solution. So lean in and intimacy, respond to his invitation, get to know God. Oh. Find your fulfillment in him, and then everywhere you go, just explode with the love of Jesus. And be yourself and you change the world. It's all we're here to do, right? <laughs> just get to be ourselves. Oh. Lie with the life of Christ the life of God within us. And every day, as partakers of his divine nature, recognizing who I once was is no longer who I am anymore, and I'm now enjoying a new existence, which is simply Jesus Christ using my body. And so every day when I wake up, I feel like I'm on the hunt. I am. Every day I wake up and I say yes get the no out of the way, first and foremost. Just say yes, God, to all that you want to do today. All that you'd have me lean into, all the people you'd have me stop for, 
what you'd have me pray, what you'd have me believe, what you'd have me go after, I say yes. And then I go, okay, show me what game are we playing today? What are we doing today? How can I partner with you today? And just let him use my existence. <laughs> and it's glorious. It's a glorious existence. And the beautiful thing about it is that it's not, it outworks wherever you are. It outworks if you're at university. It outworks if you're on a job site. It outworks if you're in a medical clinic. Wherever you find yourself, if you're a stay-at-home mom, the life of Christ within you outworks everywhere you go. So you don't have to wait for it to look like a certain ideal or until you're in your dream job or your dream situation or your dream vocation, as I said. The kingdom transcends all of that. And the life of Jesus works everywhere. He looks good on you. It's an outfit made for everybody. You all qualify to wear him, to wear him well every day. Amen? Because we've known him in intimacy. Praise God, we're doing awesome for time. So the purpose then is rest for our souls, like I said. Restoration for our souls and for the power of God. We have to have the power of, power of God outworking in our lives, don't we? Daily, all the days, not satisfied. Not satisfied not doing greater works when he said that they were for me to do. Anyone else feel the same way? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, I'm in good company. Praise God. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. John 14, 12. John 24, 49. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. I heard the Father say this afternoon, it's out of rest that you receive the power. And intimacy is the gateway into glory. It's out of rest you receive his power. And intimacy is the gateway into glory. Let his love through intimacy transform you and change you, restore you. And then just get into his presence until you're walking in power. <laughs> oh man, I'm hungry. I'm hungry to walk in power. I'm hungry to walk in his love. Praise God. Get hungry and come and eat. Come and eat. We're gonna eat tonight actually, amen. He's got a feast prepared for us. John 1, 1 John 2.20 says, you have an anointing from the Holy One. You've been given the anointing. Even Jesus, when he appeared before the disciples, he breathed on them and told them, receive the Holy Spirit. And he's gone to the Father so he could know the Holy Spirit in increasing measures, in increasing glory. I'm not satisfied. I'm eating. But like I said in the kingdom, the more you eat, the hungrier you get. Let's have an insatiable appetite for the things of God. Amen. Let's be expectant that he'll move in power in our families, in our workplaces, in our city, in our nation. Tell you what, this nation's gonna experience the greatest outpouring that the world has ever seen. Who do you think is gonna come through? Yes! Tick all of you. You're all needed in the kingdom. And of course, he moves wherever he desires to. But if you say, pick me, my goodness, he'll move through you. 
I'm like, a giant, pick me. <laughs> yes, tag, you're in. You're in. Good news. You're in. And the world needs Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Acts 4.13. I love this scripture. <laughs> Ooh, where did it go? There it is. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Mm. I'm so challenged in the most wonderful way because I want people to take note. Oh, she's been with Jesus. The greatest compliment I've ever received was this, ministering to someone on a bus. They don't make them like you. Which suggests what? That we're otherworldly. No, they don't make them like me. They don't make them like you. Because <laughs> it's Christ in you, it's heaven in you, exploding everywhere you go. And in intimacy, not just knowing God and having him transform you, but then receiving his heart for your city, his heart for the poor, the broken, the afflicted, the needy, God. And then receiving the solutions that actually can change a city, can disciple a nation, that can disciple generations. <gasps> Systems in place, legislation in place that actually teaches people the ways of God. <laughs> you lean in and you hear that, And you bring it to your workplace. You bring it to your community. You become prophetic solutionists, as Daryl Crawford Marshall would say. We actually change the earth. It's awesome. It's really simple. It's just knowing God. Because in fact, it's actually what you were created for. As Mark, again, Pastor Mark would say, that you're compatible with God. You're made to know God. You fit really well with him. And you wear him well. <clears throat> and I sense like tonight in intimacy, in this invitation to intimacy, I've just found myself praying, going to pray, Send them in. And I heard him say, no, send, you, send us out is how you should pray. Not send them in, send us out. Because when you know God, like I mentioned, it's actually really difficult to keep him in. And I was in um, a coffee shop, my favorite coffee shop. <laughs> um, that's where the dance parties began, actually. I just realized. She'd get up and she'd be like, Mom, let's dance. In the middle of the coffee shop. I'm like, all righty, let's dance. Dance party at the coffee shop. That's where it was. Praise God. And I said to the gentleman working there, um, he knows I'm a Christian. Um, and I began just talking to him this week about declaring things that are not as though they were. And of course, I didn't use any Christianese or, or terms that kind of are a bit, like what she's talking about, it's a bit confusing. 
but I began to talk about, to him about cities that need solutions that are inspired by the Creator. And that men and women were actually born by divine design and purpose. And when they connect and are hooked up to the Creator of life itself, it actually changes their existence. And they walk like him in the earth and then offer the keys of life everywhere they go. And I said, do you feel like you need a key to life? <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah. I want to know the keys to life. It's pretty simple, friends. <laughs> to share the gospel, you just be yourself. Just be yourself and change the world and let the life of God explode everywhere you go. I reckon that coffee shop's almost, besides the kingdom, possibly one of the happiest places on earth. Because we just let the kingdom out today. It looks like something. The fruit of your life, the fruit of intimacy, looks like something. It looks like the sick being healed. <laughs> the dead being raised, right? Demons being cast out. The kingdom advancing. Solutions for cities. It looks like that, but it also looks like offering hope to your neighbor, meeting a need, being consistent in kindness to people. <sighs> looks like love. That's how we're called to walk. I don't think it's meant to be difficult. It's not, I know it's not, it's child's play, like I said. We just get to know God and lean into him. Wow. I have a, um, we're gonna finish up shortly and then I'm just gonna minister to you and we're gonna encounter him, it's gonna be glorious, amen? And actually, is there, I'm so sorry, Uncle Aaron, is there someone who's able to come or can we put on music? I'm happy either way. Uncle Aaron, the wonderful Aaron is actually also my brother-in-law. Isn't that, how blessed am I? And so to my children, he's Uncle Aaron. And I like calling him that too. Uncle Aaron, what a man. Anyway, I just think about how wonderful Aaron is. He really is the best. Amen. I started a podcast at the beginning of the year around the prophetic. It's called The Happy Prophet. <laughs> yes! Let's all hop on that train, amen? You're all invited. You're all in. Congratulations, Happy Prophets. Let's rock and roll. But it is very much built for people who, are, who know God. So the language is very much how we speak, and I do explain things, but there's a lot of Christianese in terms that we're familiar with that perhaps someone who isn't in the church um, would understand. And there's a man who works with my husband, and Jesse manages a coffee roastery, which means he's everybody's favorite person, mine included. And the, I was talking to... Um, so Jesse manages the production and this man manages like the people and the accounts and all those sort of things. And he's in his early 30s and so just hungry and searching for God, honestly. And he and Jesse have these beautiful conversations and I showed and I saw him after I released my first podcast, my first episode. And he said, oh, I listen to your podcast. And I was like, Really? And then all of a sudden, I was like thinking about everything that wouldn't have made sense, you know? And he said to me, I didn't really understand all of it. And I, and I said, and I've ministered with like in the new age community before. And so I'm very much aware of language. Hannah Lee taught me how to do that. So I'm just, we're just aware of how we speak at times. And just because we, when we speak in certain terms, um, 
sometimes we forget that people don't understand it or that they have preconceived ideas about religion or God. And so you can actually limit their ability to receive by your language at times before you even kind of get to their heart. Does that make sense? And so we're aware of our language. But in the Happy Prophet podcast, I just am happy prophet like 100%. So he says, said to me, I didn't really understand all of it. And I said to him, I'm sorry. And, and I realized that you wouldn't. And in fact, it's actually designed for, for, peop- for Christians and people who are already familiar with the terminology and, and, and have a basic understanding perhaps of Christianity. And he said to me, oh, but everyone wants to know the voice of God. And I realized this, all of humanity, whether they know him yet or not, we're made to know the voice of God. We're made for fellowship. We're made for relationship. We're made for intimacy. That's why the world can prophesy to us. That's why you can watch a movie and have God speak to you. That's why you can see a billboard and be like, or hear lyrics to a song that isn't necessarily a Christian song, It's because humanity actually built and designed their heart. We're hardwired for God. We're hardwired for connection and relationship with him. So we have an ability to hear him, an ability to know him, an innate desire for him. And so intimacy for you is your most natural environment. (laughs) It looks really good on you. I'm designed to know him in fellowship and walk with him, be caught up with him. One of my sisters say, and it's beautiful, she's like, I can't do anything until I create a dwelling place for him every day. I can't, I can't do it until I create a dwelling place, until I know him daily. I know God and I'm getting to know him. If you just feel like, is it all right if we have, we don't need, need music, but Sometimes it's nice, isn't it? I like to dance. If you feel like your heart tonight is, I just want to know God. Hello, Brett. You're welcome just to come and spend time with him. Spend time to come and just be in his presence. Ask him to speak to your heart. Perhaps you want to practice taking off that backpack again tonight. Let him minister to you. And maybe even just realign your heart to understanding that, well, my purpose is to know the creator, is to be in fellowship with God. When you wear him well, far out, he's irresistible to the world. And then I also feel like there's just an invitation tonight to find what you were created for. Because the outworking of your life is so significant where you are. And without going on too much of a tangent, I think at times we've glorified a position up here when you're so needed where the Father's put you in your workplace? What do you want to be when you grow up? It's where he's called you to. I was was talking to David Balestri this week and he said, there are a lot of empty pulpits in our workplaces. I want to encourage you, people you're called to, the place where you're, met, where you're called to arise and shine, the place where the outworking of your intimacy is seen and has an impact is not just everywhere you go, but it's in the people, with the people you spend a lot of time with, most of your day with. It's for the people on the bus. One of the things, I, I love being at home with my babies, but gosh, I miss catching the bus to work every day. Who gets to sit next to me (laughs) and encounter the kingdom? I think at times we've glorified perhaps 
we have glorified being behind the pulpit instead of just exploding with the love of God wherever we are. And you can reach people who I'll never meet and never encounter, which is why everyone is needed. Everyone is needed on the team. So don't wait for an opportunity in here, please, before you know him in intimacy because I need to know him because I've got to have something to say. It's not how we operate, (laughs) is it? We get to encounter him. So the glorious privilege and honor of knowing him. We know God, you guys. And we let the life of Christ benefit the people around us. You're so very good at this already. I know you. I'm looking at Hannah Lee. I know your lives. I'm looking at Didi. I know how you live, Georgia. Incredible, the way that you know God. Please don't wait for a microphone. You get in that pulpit every day. Holy Spirit, what does it look like teaching a secular classroom the ways of God? Holy Spirit, what does it look like to have divine intelligence when I'm writing code and building systems? What does it look like in an emergency room for the kingdom to advance? (laughs) Oh, wow. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Because you know him. Because you know him. And he's at his best when he's on display. Through you. Through me. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website www.glorycitychurch.com.au We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au God bless.